0: Alright, hey, time for another uh, podcast interview here. This time we have got, we've got the uh, the number 28, we've got Sam Gaynor here. Interesting things going on with Sam, big news, uh, big races, class changes, all kinds of stuff to talk with this guy about, uh, but uh, hey Sam, uh, thank you very much for talking with us.
1: Yeah, hey Billy, thank you very much for having me on.
0: I like it when people say having me on, like it's a big show, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we managed to squeeze you into the big show. <laughs> yeah no uh no I, I man i haven't actually seen you in uh well quite a while now what uh i know there's tons of stuff we need to talk about but um first of all like what's new man how you how would you get up to uh i mean aside from the new stuff that's going on like right after the season there what did you get up to
1: uh yeah and uh and outdoors there, training for supercross i uh broke my shoulder so i sat supercross out um i had to heal for it was supposed to be five weeks and then five weeks turned into seven weeks um and then after that i'd just been back to work framing houses trying to save up some money because i don't make a ton of money during the summer so um yeah just been been working framing houses a lot and trying to get this uh we were trying to get this whole gas gas thing all set up for a while um but yeah
0: well okay, let's um, I mean let's back it up to that. That's kind of obviously an interesting story there. I mean, you've obviously got a nice connection with uh, Steve Sims and everything, but talk about the transition between you know the uh, OTSFF team leaving and then the gas gas To designs SSR team kind of coming up.
1: Yeah, um, it was brought up to me probably halfway through uh, right after the first round of Supercross that um, OTSFF was going to be folding their doors and then obviously in that moment, you know, panic set in. I didn't know (laughs) if I had a job or stuff like that. So we went running around to pretty much every single team while Supercross was going on, trying to talk to everyone. And then Steve said to us like, Hey, calm down. I got something big coming. (laughs) So just, just hold tight. So uh, pretty much what we did, we just held tight, was hoping that something would come along. And then eventually we got the phone call from Steve. Um, And then, you know, the rest is history.
0: Okay now I mean we're going to obviously talk a little bit about this later but um a little further down here but did you know at that point you're going to be a 250 guy
1: No I actually had no idea I didn't know probably until Christmas I didn't
0: know Okay because okay, that's obviously pretty big news but uh, we'll we'll get to the, we'll, let's get to the uh that part there in a little bit here but I want to talk about um you know obviously you just did your first snow bike race there, the CSRA there in Lindsay last weekend. We got to talk about this, man. Uh, for starters, I mean that was on a four fifty gas gas, right? Yep. And where there's no snow down here, man. Where where have you been training? I guess we did have snow until a lot too long ago. But uh, what have you been doing for training? And how did this come up?
1: Um, it was actually kind of funny. I was just we were all talking. Me, Steve, and my dad were all talking about how gonna be hard for me to get over the border the train and you know all that kind of stuff and I was working lots so we knew it wouldn't be easy for me to get down there. Um and we were all just kinda of twiddling our thumbs trying to figure out what to do, what the next step was. And then uh out of nowhere, um Gren from True North had offered me a snow bike kit. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, as I've, I've never been on a snowmobile or a snow bike, never been established or anything <laughs> like that. So it was kind of cool for him to like take a chance on me and, uh, loan me the kit to race. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been for the snow bike side of things. I was training at the compound up in Muskoka for a little while. Okay. Um, in Jake, in Jake Lear's house, which is just down the road from Muskoka, And then, uh, all the snow up there started to get a little crappy, and then snow bikes weren't allowed at Compound Muskoka because of uh, noise. So then, uh, for like the last week and a half before the race, I started riding at my uncle's house up in Meaford. Um, so it was actually kind of funny because I never hit a single jump on my gas gas until I showed up to the race in the first practice. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's amazing. Hey, so that that's interesting about the compound of Muskoka because I know obviously that's where Yannick Boucher is always going too, right?
1: Yeah, he always goes there, and I think he's sponsored by them. But, uh, yeah, I tried to go there the weekend before the race, and unfortunately we weren't allowed to go, so I ended up just going to my uncle's, which is just a big field, um, just <laughs> to break in the new bike because I'd never ridden a gas gas at all. So
0: Hey, now, was that Jay Burke's 450?
1: Uh, no, it's Steve's.
0: Because <laughs> I saw Jay Burke at, uh, at Gopher News last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, well, okay, so i mean tell us man what's it like i mean again never obviously the transfer motorcycle you know dirt bikes to snow bikes has to be a little easier i think than snowmobiles to snow bikes i mean and you've never done that anyway so that doesn't matter but what was it like when you first got out? like what is the biggest difference like in feel and everything
1: um it's like completely different i remember the very first day i went and rode the snow bike i was like On my way there, I'm like, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do so good. And then I got onto the track, and I was like, oh, boy, what did I sign up for here? Um, But, like, the way that I explain it is, like, the rear end on the snow bike feels very similar to a motocross bike. Um, But the front end, it feels like, in my opinion, it just feels like you're trying to ride a bicycle on the beach. Like, the front end digs in, and it's always trying to dart every which way. So, I mean, on the Yamaha, we got special triple clamps made so that it would work. Oh wow! And we got the Yamaha to work really good, and then the gas gas came along, and we pretty much had zero testing on it. So we were just changing a whole bunch of stuff at the race, Um, but we got it to work pretty good. But I would, I would say it's definitely pretty easy to transfer over, but at the same time, it was definitely not as easy as I was hoping.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that's okay. So had you? So I guess you didn't even went at the compound. You didn't get to see Yannick. Like, had you seen these guys? I mean, I, I mean. You know them all from, from motocross racing. So, I mean, again, did you? what did you... Like you said, it was tougher than you thought when you got out there, but were you still expecting a lot out of yourself?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I was expecting a lot out of myself. I got to ride with Yannick once in January at the compound, and on that specific day, I actually was fairly close in speed to him. So, I mean, going into the first round, I was kind of hoping, like, yeah, I really want to be fairly close to Yannick, but um, it's really it's mind blowing how fast he is on a snow bike. Uh, <laughs> I have a ton of respect for him. Like at the first, this past weekend at Lindsay, when we showed up, it was just like we were out in practice and I was just like, I, w- I would say I was probably the second fastest. I mean, there's still a lot of fast guys like Taylor champion and stuff, but just when you watch Yannick ride, he makes no mistakes. And it's just very impressive. Um, but no, going into the first race, I wouldn't say I had too many expectations for myself. Honestly, I just wanted to, uh, get through the weekend and leave healthy and injury free
0: so who who did you go like as uh, I mean obviously you're on the gas gas and stuff so when you went up there were you part of the gas gas team like did you guys go up there in that kind of setup or were you with the true north guys or how did you do it
1: um well I'm not allowed under the true north rig because they're uh their main one of their main sponsors is fly okay. So. I I understand and respect that. So I couldn't pit with them, but I pitted right beside them out of our motocross trailer with our pickup truck, okay. and it was just me, Steve, and my dad. And uh, Steve also works for True North and Grand, and all them. So um, he kind of helped them, and then when something went wrong, he would come
0: over and help us. So okay, well now uh, I man I I wanted to go, but I got in touch with them and they said no media, no spectators. So I didn't even uh, I didn't even go to check it out. But uh, otherwise, I would have been there for sure what um what was it like like i mean we dude i mean obviously you know for people who are listening to this in other parts of the country or the uh, continent we had in london where i'm from dude we had like a foot and a half of snow and then literally overnight we had 19 degrees celsius and it was gone so i mean what were the conditions like in lindsay
1: uh they were it was absolutely zero snow <laughs> um when we showed up to the race they were still hauling in snow with dump trucks i heard I don't know how true it is, but I heard a rumor that they brought in 400 dump trucks worth of snow for the race, um, just to build the track. So, um, the snow wasn't great. It was full of salt and sand and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. But I mean, it was better than nothing. At least we got to go racing. So I was, I was thankful for that.
0: Now I know like, like snow dust is a problem and stuff like that too. Did you have your goggle situation sorted out or did you know what to expect? Did you ask guys or what did you do?
1: Yeah, that's, it's actually awesome that you asked me that. Cause, uh, Steve, uh, he had got some tear-off gaskets, um, and then he said, here, Sam, why don't you just try these out? And honestly, at first, I was pretty skeptical. I was kind of like, hmm, these, I don't know how good these are going to be. And then I went out for first practice, and they were like, world of a difference. Like, everyone else was struggling to see. Um, No one could put tear-offs on, because it would just get ruined between the tear-offs, but... I had the tear off gasket, so I just put that on, and then my tear offs, and it was pretty much just like moto. Just whenever I needed a new tear off, I just ripped the old one off, and it was. Uh, so yeah, luckily, with because I had the tear off gasket, my my goggles were good.
0: Dylan Kalen, that didn't cost you a thing, right there. There you go, boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Canadian company, Dylan Kalen. We all know Dylan. Uh, cool venture with his, that uh, the tear off gaskets, check them out for sure. That's awesome. So it's a, uh, and there you go. Testimonial. That worked perfectly.
1: Yeah, that worked awesome. <laughs>
0: nice. Okay. So you get out there, I mean, you're on the track. I just kind of want to talk about that, the racing a bit. How many, how many riders did a lot of people show up?
1: Uh, I think there was nine at the beginning of the day, which is pretty good for, for compared to previous years. Like I know in previous years, there were sometimes that only three or four riders would okay. show up. Um, so yeah, there was nine riders and there were nine fast riders. So it was definitely a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> and how does it work Do You go for, uh, how does qualifying and practice and stuff work?
1: Uh, you, so you go out in the morning for, I think it's seven laps, a seven lap practice. Um, and then after seven, after that, uh, you have a seven lap heat race and then you have another seven ha- lap heat race and then you have a seven minute plus two laps final um so there's no qualifying or like anything like that like on the motocross side like um they just give you a gate and and you can't like say you're pin number two that doesn't mean you get to pick second you just have to go straight to gate number two so that was definitely different for me as well like you don't get to choose your gate they tell you where to go so that was kind of different um but yeah i went out for practice felt good in practice um had to change a couple things on the bike The first race, I was just super nervous and (laughs) raced as fast as I could and got a second-place start, just stayed there the whole race. And then uh, the second heat race, uh, I was all over Taylor Campocini and then crashed with two laps to go and ended up third. Um, And then in the main event, um, on the sixth lap, I had a really big crash in the front section. took me a bit to get my win back, Um, but I ended up fourth. So... They they do their scoring really weird, so I technically got fourth overall on the day because they do um, whatever the main event is. That's where you got overall on the day, but I'm sitting technically second in the or third in the championship.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. All right, so ahead of you. So what was it, uh, Yannick and Taylor?
1: Uh, yeah, Yannick, Taylor, me, and then R J Marnock.
0: Okay, that's R J's been doing that for a few years now, hasn't
1: he? Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So. Man, it's, uh this something you enjoy, something you want to do more? I mean, obviously, if you can't go south, but, I mean, now you can get on your dirt bike. But uh, are you going to run the series out?
1: Uh, yeah, if there's more rounds, like we were supposed to race again this weekend in Lindsay. But for the, pro- for the pros, it got canceled because they felt like they couldn't provide us with a good enough track um, due to the amount of snow. Um, so this weekend got canceled. I heard that our next race is supposed to be around April 5th at Horseshoe Valley. Um, so if another race does happen, I do plan to go to it, but, um, at the same time, I'm not going out to practice each weekend. Like I was on the snow bike. Now I'm starting to focus on the dirt bike side of it, especially because my three bikes just showed up this week. So, uh, this weekend we're going to go for on Saturday and Sunday to, uh, start getting some testing in on the new bikes and, uh, get settled in for the motocross season.
0: Ooh, the weather's going to be good. I might have to uh, wander out and see what this is all about.
1: Yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, the um, learning curve on a snow bike, is it something, like, did you feel yourself getting more and more, well, I guess you had a big crash in the main, so you're not that comfortable, but I guess anything can happen, but do you feel like that's something that you'll just keep improving quite quickly at?
1: Yeah, I would say, like, that's what me and my dad were talking about. Like, I felt like every single time I got on my snow bike this season, I just got, a little bit better, a little bit better, learned a little bit more. Um, they're way different to jump, so that's that was something new for me. It felt like I was pretty much just a beginner trying to learn how to jump the thing. Um, right. But I ended up getting it down pretty well. Um, but, like, it's the snow bike thing, it's everyone crashes. Like, even Yannick crashed in the one heat race, um, but he's so fast, he had a really big lead, so he didn't have to worry. But, um, yeah, I just had one big unfortunate crash in the front section but luckily i'm all good just a few bumps and bruises but we'll be ready to go for the motocross season
0: ah cool okay all right now that also uh, how about the back of your mind any part of you say man this might be my ticket into the uh, x games
1: uh yeah it's already been mentioned to me (laughs) by several people for for next year so i mean uh that's definitely why i want to keep working at it because uh I feel like in Lindsay, I didn't really prove myself, especially in the main event. I really didn't ride like I should have. Um, that crash really knocked the wind out of me and I had to ride the entire, after my crash, I had to ride the entire race with a dislocated finger. So that wasn't much fun, but, uh, uh, but no, I definitely want to, I hope that we have another race just so I can prove to uh, some people out there that, you know, I'm, I am good at this, uh, snow bike stuff. And hopefully next year I can get the opportunity to go to X games because that would be, uh, Definitely be a dream come true.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty cool experience. That's for sure, man. It's uh yeah, yeah. If uh, yeah, hope assuming it'll be back next year. Hopefully, we'll see. All right. Yeah, so
1: I, I hope I hope I can uh, do the whole snow bike thing next year. But it's like me and my dad were talking about. We can't afford uh, a ten thousand dollar kit or anything like that. It's definitely not cheap, and we can't afford it. So, um, but if someone gives me the opportunity, I'll definitely uh, jump on it next year.
0: Well, I think, uh, I mean, if you look at the list of guys doing it, uh, you'd certainly be a guy in the running to get some pretty decent support, you would certainly think. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I mean, also, you mentioned, uh, you know, crashing or whatever. People, I'm sure people realize, or they're going to now if they hear this or hear somebody talking about this interview or whatever, but uh, you didn't have a whole lot of time on there and went out there and did pretty damn well. So I think people have to see that, too. So thats uh, you got to be pretty happy about that.
1: Yeah, it was uh, for our practice. Uh, My dad just told me, chill out, like, just take your time. And then uh, I went out first. And the very first thing I did was go and hit every single jump on the track because I wasn't waiting. Um, And like I said earlier, I didn't hit a single jump on my gas gas before I went to the race. So I was just getting it out of the way nice and early. Um, But yeah, it was definitely a learning day. And yeah, it was fun.
0: Nice, nice i I wow, well, I was gonna ask you a bunch of questions on how they handle differently and stuff, but you kind of talked about that, but I was supposed to go up and meet Yannick up at uh up in Muskoka, but obviously this has all changed, so I won't be able to uh do a little test ride on any I don't think I'll be doing a test ride this season, so I'll have to hold that off till next year,
1: yeah, and maybe next year you can try out the gas gas,
0: yeah, sure, sure, for sure, man, okay, well that's uh, that's that's cool, so if and when the series picks up again, you'll uh, you're into it uh now let's slip over. we better talk a little bit about this, man. See, I know you're a 450 guy, and now you're going to 250s on this gas-gas. What's uh, what's the deal?
1: Yeah, I've actually had, a, I wouldn't say hate, but I've had a lot of people asking me about it um, and questioning me on my decision to go that way. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, everyone knows me as a 450 guy. No one knows me on a 250. I only rode one for four months in 2017, and then... I tried to qualify for Loretta's on it in 2018, and then I pretty much parked it all year until Supercross just so that I could get my points. Um, so it's almost been a full three years ever since I rode one and when I did ride them, I wouldn't say it was the prettiest sight to see. Um, but I just feel like I've matured since then and I've learned a lot since then. And, uh, I feel like personally I have a really good opportunity here and, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get on the GasGas gas 250 and kind of prove a lot of people wrong on it.
0: All right, now you're going to have to explain to us why you on the 250. What does this mean for the 450?
1: Uh yeah, there's a it's mandatory for Steve to have a 250 and a 450 guy. Um so I know Steve's got some something in the works for a 450 guy. <laughs> so uh yeah, that'll be exciting and uh it should get announced pretty soon, I think.
0: Okay, all right. You're not going you're not going to slip up there, huh?
1: No, I'm not slipping up. Steve will give me crap.
0: <laughs> no, I knew you wouldn't. But uh, that's going to be. I mean, um, I mean, obviously, when everybody talks about going 450 to 250, it's going to feel so much smaller. Obviously, but you have to ride it differently. I mean, you're a smooth guy. Are you going to be able to get that aggression? Is that uh, I mean, that what you're going to have to work on, or is that what you you think your smoothness on a 450 is going to transfer?
1: I definitely think it will transfer. Um, the part that I always struggle with, especially on the 450, was I was really like a kind of like a Kyle Keyes just smash into things. I mean, I'm not the smoothest rider out there by any means. <laughs> um, so on the 250 this year, it's just going to be one thing I really need to focus on day in and day out, every day at the practice track and on the race days. Um, I just need to smooth out and make sure I get my shifts right because for me, um, I feel like if I get all my shifts right and like and, and make sure I'm in the right gear all the time, that will really uh, make sure that I'm riding smooth. And riding smooth means riding fast. So um, we definitely have to focus harder than probably some of the other guys in the 250 class on that. But I feel like once I get it down, um, uh, you're probably going to see some big things out of that 250.
0: All right, cool, cool. How it's uh, So you say you just got the bike, so you haven't been on the 250 yet
1: uh nope we literally i think it was tuesday night or tuesday steve went to pick them up and then tuesday night we uncrated them all and then wednesday we took my practice bike home and uh got graphics on it and put some cool parts on it and uh yeah so we're just getting it ready to go for this weekend
0: so will saturday be the first time you're on it Yep. oh okay i better go saturday then
1: Yeah, it'll and and it's uh, I'll be used to the snow bike too, so it'll be definitely a lot different.
0: (laughs) All right, cool. So, okay, so you're gonna obviously you're gonna practice on it. But uh, what about uh, preseason races?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's uh, as Steve had put in the announcement. It's mandatory for us to do all of the AMO events, um, at least all the ones that we can make it to that don't conflict. So uh, any AMO event, I'll be at those. And uh, other than that, I'll just be practicing, getting ready.
0: Okay, cool, man. What? Uh, well, I mean, that pretty much ends uh, all those questions I had for you. What uh, What have you been doing for fun? What else have you been doing?
1: Um, honestly, not a ton, especially with all this COVID stuff. Um, there's really not a ton to do. So I've just been snow biking on the weekends. Usually I try and go one day on the weekend just to keep the hands beat in and stuff like that. And then I uh, just frame frame houses five days a week kind of been the working man lately trying to save some money because i don't make a ton during the summer at least yet hopefully down the road but not right now so um yeah i'm just just been working and snow biking just hanging out with the family uh we rebuilt our shop so that's been pretty exciting it's like our me and my dad's dream shop
0: so Uh, i saw pictures that was amazing yeah that's great. now I got to ask you this too. A mandatory question. do you have uh any dreams of racing AMA supercross?
1: Um, i w- I definitely would say I have dreams of racing AMA uh outdoor stuff yeah um, for sure the outdoor stuff. Um, the indoor side of things i'm not <laughs> I'm not as talented at the indoor side of things, so if I was to do it, I would have to focus on it and really train at it for a long time. I mean, I definitely, that'd be really cool, and I would want to go down there, but um, it's just kind of a conversation for down the road. Um, <laughs> not something to worry about right now.
0: Right, right. How old are you now, Sam?
1: Uh, I'm 20 right now.
0: Oh, you're only 20. Okay, that's nice. Okay, yeah, you got lots of time.
1: Yeah, I'm still a young book.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, Sam. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about, or uh, that cover everything that you can think of? That's all huh? I can think of.
1: Yeah, I think that pretty much covered everything on, on my end. Uh, the only thing that, that would be left is just I want to thank all my sponsors. Um, so for sure, Torily Designs, Gas Gas, D-Sims Racing, um, Atlas Brace. Um, on the snow side of it, Timber Sled. Um, on the motor side of it, Pirelli Tires. Um, Oakley, um, Guts, FMF, Motul, Alpine Stars, Red Engineer. Uh, Raptor Titanium, Pro Taper, Throttle Syndicate, um, Tear Off Gaskets, My Pit Board. Um, and then I'm sure I forgot a, a couple people, but um, I would also like to just thank, you know, my parents. They've always been there for me since day one. And um, we haven't had the easiest go, but uh, it's kind of rewarding now that we're uh, on a factory team um, as a factory rider. So uh, I wouldn't be where I am without my parents either
0: excellent all right man well uh, thank you very much for uh, filling us all in here on uh, on all that stuff and man I guess I'll see you see you in a couple of days over at gopher Dunes
1: sounds good thank you very much
0: all right talk to you soon thanks Sam bye-bye yep yeah,
1: bye